The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you to all of you who joined me today. I appreciate every one of you, wherever you are around the world, and just want to do all I can to encourage you on your spiritual path. So, to remind you, first of all, for getting in contact with me and finding out more information about the things that I say, the things that I've written, go to my website, which is www.thedivineiswithinus.com. On the very first page of the website, you'll find articles and some of the other manuscripts that I've written that will take you much further into the topics that I talk about each and every week. You can also go to Facebook, The Divine is Within Us, and there you can find posts that I put on regularly to help encourage people who are walking their own spiritual path and doing all I can to support you in claiming your most beautiful self, in claiming your connection to the divine within, which we'll be talking about today, and all that you might need to be encouraged in walking and doing and choosing on your path. You can also reach me, send a message to me on Gmail at www, I'm sorry, wrong one, at the divine is within us at gmail.com. So thank you again for joining me. Today we're talking about the prioritizing of internals and living free. Last week we started talking about internals and externals, and we listed a whole lot of things on both sides of that spectrum, the things that are inside of us and the things that are outside of us. And these are all issues that we deal with and relate to and choose from every single day. But our challenge as humans is to see beyond this physical world of temporary things, to see beyond this dimension of reality and awaken to what is most important, not only just for this lifetime here, but what is most important for your spiritual well-being, your health, and all the beauty that is inside of you to come forth and celebrate all that you not only are, but all that you are becoming. We can plug into what's lasting, not what is just fleetingly passing away. We can plug into what's empowering deep within ourselves, not the externals that would diminish us and keep us small and keep us wondering who in the world we are today, to keep us from evaluating ourselves and defining ourselves by what other people think or say 
or do. You get to choose that. You are your own self. It's your life. It is not anybody else's life whatsoever. We can also tune into the internal things that, that we sometimes sort of hide and keep uh, hidden or keep in the background. It's about the dreams the, of all that you want to be. It's about the things that you've thought about. Why not this? Why not that? Could I be this? Could I become that? It's all about letting go of the externals that hold us back and choosing to be all you can be. Choosing the adventure. As you've heard me say sometimes about the ship that's anchored in the harbor, and you know sometimes we think, oh gee, it's so much safer to sit here on the porch. It's so much safer to say, well, well, yeah, I have these desires, but I don't know what to do about them. And you know, we can sit on the porch and we can die and fall asleep there on the porch wondering what could have been. But I want to say to you again, a ship is safer in a storm when it's out moving under power on the high seas. Much safer in the storm than it is anchored in the bay. And my friends, you are too. Oh, I know it's difficult. I know it's not easy. I know it's challenging. But I want to say to you, my friends, I would not be here today. I would not be talking to you if I didn't know for absolute certain. As even today, I am seeking other dreams and plans and hopes and, and all the things that are out there yet. There is so much adventure waiting. And I would rather be facing the uncertainties and not knowing for sure how something's going to happen than I would be to sit on the porch only dreaming about it. So I know my life is unfolding. Your life is unfolding. And we can know the beauty and the power of sailing on the high seas in the midst of uncertainty and know that we're safer there than in the mirage of sitting on the porch. We can know the soul-satisfying water, as Yeshua called it, the water from deep within. The water that he told the woman at the well that I spoke about last week, he said to her, if you will drink of the water that I give you, it will become a well of living water springing up from within you. <laughs> and I that is one of the most beautiful statements that he ever made following the path of love, following the path of birthing a new self, following the path of becoming all that we can be, yes, that is a water that satisfies. And we can all know that more and more. When we're no longer able to change or to manipulate the frustrating externals of life, it's time to go inside. It took me so many years to learn that. But I always thought, well, gee, I guess I just have to fight harder or, or you know, cry more or argue more or do something to try to change all these frustrating things around me. I couldn't change what other people did or said. And one day I realized, no, I can't. And also, I don't want to. Let them be. Let them say or think or do whatever they want. I am going to choose for myself because I began to understand the kingdom of heaven within me 
the divine living within me. And when I began to know more and more about the fact that I am the divine in human form, it was the most beautiful and soothing and relaxing and peaceful experiences I've ever had. So I want to keep challenging you to awaken to the divine within, transform the human shadow, and move away from all the external gods that we worship, <laughs> whether that be uh, physical things or, or something else. But our purpose in being here is more important than anything we can touch. Our letting go of all of those things and let it, learning to let our light shine is more important than anything we can put in our hands. And when you know that you are finding your most beautiful self and you're activating that and you're choosing it, then deep within yourself, you begin to experience the most rewarding life you've ever had. So once we truly get it, that the value of physical things of this earthly realm are but a fleeting illusion that we sometimes make up with our own imaginations. But once we really learn that and get it, then we can learn to dig a deeper well. That well is within us, my friends. That well is your most beautiful self. The water we seek is within us. Instead of living oblivious to the quenching of our inner thirst for, for what is truly lasting, we can know a life of internal bliss and deep soul satisfaction what has not up to this point been our, on our radar screen of possibilities can be very real as we make room for more and more deep inside of ourselves. You are much more than just human. You are much more than anyone else has ever told you. You know that deep inside, and I challenge you, let it come. Give it to us. The planet needs you. Deep within yourself is the answer. The question for all of us is, how thirsty are we? Let's walk together in this adventure. We need to answer the question, what is real and what isn't real? Now, that is not easy sometimes because we sometimes have false ideas about what is real or what isn't. But have you ever sat down to make a list of these for yourself? I would encourage you to do that. Piece of paper, pencil, pen, whatever, and sit down and say, what is real? For me, what is it that I think is most real? Then what is it that I would like to have see that or understand that it's real, but I don't know for sure what isn't real? And how do we know what's real and what isn't? That is the question. But our experience will tell us. And that's what this show is all about. And that's what I write about and speak about, that we can know this divine experience deep inside. And of course, the issue here is how do we define the concept of real? <laughs> Isn't one person's reality just another person's fantasy? Yes. Yes, that's true at times. But we can know. And so today, I would ask you this question. What is it that you are living for? What is most important to you? Money? Oh, so often in this capitalist society, that becomes very important. And yes, we have to have money, but we can have it and spend it and we can move to understanding and claiming the deeper things. Are we living for a car or for a house or for clothing? 
Are we living because of certain beliefs that religion has taught us? Well, that's the deepest channel right there to get lost in and to never be able to come out on for so many people. But the, the idea of beliefs is what most people live for. But to move beyond belief, to experience, to move beyond belief, to knowing, that is the issue. For we don't have to stuff any beliefs in our heads any longer. Religion is about beliefs, but your spiritual path deep inside of you is what life is all about. You are more important and you are bigger in the sight of the divine than any religion on the face of the earth. Let me say that again. You, as a human being, the divine within you, are bigger and more important than any religion that there is on the planet. You can know that. You can be that. And we can become that. So instead of living for a career or success or for living for fame or or power or control or all those uh, silly things that people do uh, crave and live for, we can learn to live for something much more important than that. To live for ourselves and our purpose for being here is not selfish. Right now, time for a break, and I'll catch up with you in two or three minutes. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Thank you. We're back to pursue our, our, our adventure. Let's call it that. Pursuing our adventure of becoming our most beautiful self. So again, I would ask you the question, what are you today, this week, this month, what are you trading the minutes and the hours of this lifetime for? 
What is it? Because every day we have minutes and hours, and every week we have days, and on and on. And what have we, as we look back, what have we traded yesterday for? What have I traded the last hour for? What am I planning to trade tomorrow for? When we die, what then will we truly have? I'll tell you what we'll have. When we die, we'll have ourself. We will pass on to another realm, and yes, we'll have a chance to return if we need to, but when we die, and please get this, when we die, all we will have is ourself and our divine connection. And we can make that more real now in this lifetime. To look back and say, was it worth it, is a very important question. What I did with last week or what I'm going to do with next year, is it worth it? The most often stated regret that I think I've mentioned this before, but in hospice facilities and, and hospitals and, or places where people are dying, so many times people's expressed regrets all center around the fact that they wish they had lived the life that they chose, not the life that somebody else wanted them to live. To live what they wanted to be, not the life that some religion dictated to them that they must become. No, it's not living in fear of the divine. It's not living in this place of thinking you're so bad that, that this angry male god up in the sky doesn't like you. That is not the truth. We can choose. Religion is lying to us in most everything it says. And after next week, the, the show is going to be about the power of choice. But then three weeks after that, I'm going to be sharing with you some very detailed insights as to what happened in the religion of Christianity. The, the second two shows from this week is called The 95 Sins of the Christian Church. You might wonder where that comes from, but you're going to be pleasantly surprised because I'm calling out the church. I'm calling out the Christian church. Either practice what Yeshua taught or close your doors. Either become a world-class example of love or close your doors because you're not practicing what he said. So, life issues, to be or not to be. What is your answer to that? What are your thoughts about that? What is it that you are settling for? What is it in the past year or two have you perhaps given up on and decided, well, it was a nice thought, but I don't think I can do it? My friends, yes, you can. Yes, you can. As long as we're focused on external things and what people think and all the other things that, that may prevent us from getting somewhere, we'll never get there. But we can move beyond the external focus. We move beyond the judgments and the condemnations of other people, or even the judgments and condemnations of our own. We move beyond the, out, what the hatred that's out there, the hatred of whatever, the hatred for, and wh why? So many religious people today are expressing hatred against the LGBT community, hatred against our African-American friends, hatred against women and their misogyny uh, efforts to destroy the rights of women to choose. Why? Where's the hatred coming from? I'll tell you where it's coming from. It's coming from religion and self-righteousness. 
What about the callous disregard for events and other situations or things beyond our control? We can look at all the things around us and we can try to understand them or we can just shove them aside. But what about a focus on the wounding from what you have experienced from other people? We've all been wounded. We've all had other people hurt us. So do we focus on that or do we look inside and say, well, this part may, may be something to that. And so I'm going to own that and I'm going to transform it. But the other part, no, they're dead wrong. And I'm walking away because no one, no one is going to choose for me. That is not selfish. That is not selfish at all. It is your choice. Yeshua said so. He said to claim it and to be and to bring forth what is within you. And that bringing forth will save you from the unconsciousness of the planet. So we look outside of ourselves and we see separation happening all around. People that claim independence. And one of the biggest curses of this Western society in America is independence. Oh, we celebrate it. We blow up firecrackers and all kind of craziness on, on, on the 4th of July every year. And yet, what does it mean to be independent? Independence is, is the fabrication of men. Interdependence is what's most important. Living together, sharing together, living in community as we love and support and encourage each other. That is far more important than this rugged individualism that I see so often. So you get to choose. Do we live in isolation from people seeking protection? Is there a fear inside of us of engaging all that's around us? The external focus brings us to self-defense many times or to denial or to simply project our stuff onto some other people and thereby deny what we are. That's the biggest human trap ever, I think. And Yeshua spoke about that too. When he said, do not focus on the splinter that is in someone else's eye when you have a log in your own. That wasn't a condemnation to, to looking inside at all. It was simply an encouragement to say, wait a minute, don't worry about other people. Don't focus on what they're doing. Look inside, find what's there, and if it's something we need to let go of, something we need to own in our shadow, something we need to transform, then just do it and celebrate it. There is no condemnation in that. But divine connection always comes as we look inside and claim all that's there. Then we can deal with the things that we don't know any longer want to be. And we've talked about that before, so I won't go any further with that today. But you can go back and check the shows that I did on the shadow and finding light in our dark places. Sometimes we play the role of victim, a role of smallness and defeat. We play a role of conformity to other people's opinions and beliefs and the one that has the stronger willpower than we do, perhaps. Or sometimes we are focused on pleasing other people so they'll like us more. <clears throat> oh, I can remember doing that in high school. I felt so alone. I didn't think anybody really liked me. So I actually made a list with different kids that I knew. So, well, if I said this to him or her, if I encouraged them here or there, if, if I could say something like that, maybe they'll like me. And what I didn't realize is that to be liked by them was something I worshipped. 
as an idol, an external thing. If only I can get people to like me. And by doing that, I only increase the victim energy and needing to continue to please. My friends, we are not here to please. We're here to love. We're not here to please. We're here to choose our own path. We're here to give birth to a new self. The most powerful teaching of Yeshua ever was the kingdom of heavens within you, and we can give birth to a new self by, again, calling forth from within all of those issues that we need to transform and let our light shine. So the external focus is on all of those things, and yet there's an internal focus. We do look inside, not just to find all the things to get rid of. No, that's, that's the first step, and it's not easy. I know that, but we can make progress. I want to be talking about later in the show about what are the internals that are most empowering, most exciting, and the issues that we can step into. Remember, religion is always all external. I don't care how much they claim about having a personal relationship with God or, or Jesus or whatever else. He never spoke about that. He said the relationship is with the divine within you. Spirituality is internal. Religion is external. We can all move from external dogma and control to the internal mystery of who we are and what we want to become. Your most beautiful self awaits the journey to the inside that is out of reach for all of those who would want to control you. Yeshua taught the internal realities, as I've said so many times, of what is inside of us. He told stories to reveal truth. He told stories that would make people think about what's inside rather than telling them what to do or believe. It was the wisdom of the heart that mattered to Yeshua. The transpersonal psychology of the Aramaic language is proof of that. There are several upcoming shows that I'll be sharing with you uh, the details of how beautiful that transpersonal element is in the Aramaic language. Jesus, Yeshua, talked about being the truth, not believing it. He talked about knowing the truth, not believing and pretending that you know something, but a real, deep, honest, for sure, inner knowing. My friends, it's true. It's true. I have learned to know. I don't use the word believe anymore. And do I know everything? Oh, absolutely not. No way. But I'm learning and I'm growing. And I love the phrase, I'm wondering as I wander around the planet. What is this truth? What is that truth? Do I know the truth about this or that? Well, I don't know for sure. I wonder, and I'm okay with wondering because I know I'm going to learn. Moving away from our addictions and our attachments requires of us that we focus on consciousness and awakening and choosing, seeing and claiming our self-worth and an awareness that is, there is far more to see and understand than just what we see around us, just what we can hear or smell or taste or feel. There is so much more. It is our addictions and our attachments that we want to be looking at in the next few minutes. What is it that's really deep inside of you, and how can you know more about that? As Yeshua said, bring forth what is within you, and that will save you from unconsciousness. So, from the shadow to divine connection. What would you say divine connection looks like? What would it feel like? 
to have a connection with the divine itself. Some mystical madness of, of some uh, fear that this, this God is going to be so unhappy and, and with me that, that I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> no, that's religion. The divine is pure love. The connection with the divine is not shaking in your boots kind of an experience. Even though the typical religion teaches that, be careful, be careful, be afraid. <laughs> no, we don't have to be afraid of the divine. Be very afraid if you don't please everything. Uh, no, no, that's the old religion again. The biggest lie ever told is to be afraid of the divine. So, the fabricated gods of religion can just be passed away because we don't need them any longer. We can connect and we can know the deepest sense of peace and purpose that we've ever had. Time for another break. I'll see you on the other side of three minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Oh, it seems like an hour ago so quickly, so I need to get uh, moving on through some of my notes today. But again, what I don't cover in one show, we'll always pick up and cover later. We're talking about divine connection again and what that might feel like, what it might be uh, like to experience an actual physical, yes, I said physical connection with the divine. I promise you that is very, very real. I'll be sharing more about that, hopefully today, and if not, in the very very near future. So what do we feel? What do we experience, or what is the expression of divine connection? First and foremost, when we really connect with the divine, we are going to find a powerful love swelling up from inside. In fact, my friends, every time you feel love, every time you feel love for your 
partner, your, your significant other, for your children, for whatever, your pets. Whenever you feel love swelling up from inside, that is the divine within you. It took me a long time to understand that because nobody told me that. I don't create love. I can't. But it's within me. And if I choose to bring it forth, that is a divine connection. When we learn this and experience it, it becomes so powerful. But there is so much more. When you experience compassion, compassion for someone that's hurting, compassion for someone who's suffering or been abused or someone who's been discriminated against, that compassion swelling up from within you is the divine itself. The divine is energy, pure energy. So love and compassion are two very powerful expressions. And when we let compassion come forth and we act on it and we show compassion to other people by saying something or doing something or whatever it is to help alleviate someone's suffering, that compassion is the divine within you coming forth. When you have a desire to see people healed, desire to see those in pain, physically, mentally, or emotionally, the desire to and an action from within to help somebody, encourage them in their healing, or whatever that might be, every desire within us to see something healed is the divine within you. When we experience the need for other people, instead of that independence thing, community is what we need. We need each other instead of trying to go it alone. I'm sick and tired of this crazy Western world and all that it tries to do to, oh, make us live in independence. While those all around us that have all the money, they don't live independently. They, they need each other to make more billions and, and control more of the world. And they're doing it. So anyway, when we desire community, loving and caring and supporting and sharing with each other, our friends, the, the people around us that we know best. Community and the desire for that is the divine within you. When we own, admit to and own and transform the shadow and we choose to be what we talk about, when we choose to embody our words, when we choose to walk our talk, that is the divine energy within you. And when we love ourselves, Ah, yes. Now, please get this. <laughs> to love yourself is not wrong. Religion teaches, don't love yourself. That's sinful. That's bad. No, they don't want you to love yourself because if you do, you don't need them anymore. <laughs> I know that. I've seen it happen. To actually love ourselves instead of self-loathing. To love ourselves instead of feeling shame. This is not the ego. To love ourselves is not the ego. It's not narcissism. It's not the bragging mentality at all. But to look at ourselves and be delighted that we've been able to do something or say something or be something, that's not the ego. Those who do these things do not, those who brag, rather, and those who are narcissistic, those are the ones who do not love themselves at all or they wouldn't need to act that way. Genuine self-love is revealed in humility and community, oneness with others as equals. When we love ourselves, that is the divine within 
because the divine has always been the source of love. The divine, even, and as Yeshua said too, love your neighbors in the same way that you love yourself. This is part of the greatest commandment. So, when we feel a desire to nurture someone else, desire to do something that helps someone else meet a need to heal, to overcome, to grow, to be safe, to be strong, that is the divine energy within us. That is experiencing divine connection. And there's more to that. But to, to become a, a searching pilgrim, I call it, <laughs> to be one who searches as one who doesn't have all the answers, to, as I said before, to wonder and wander, to wonder what is the truth and to keep learning and growing, not one that has to have something all tightly wrapped up in a small little box and claim they know something. And there's so much more included in experiencing the divine energies. To connect with the divine deep inside is to welcome these energies, to choose to be them, to practice them, and to keep learning how to be all of these, this I just, the list that I just gave you, to be all of those in more and more ways. These energies are the divine within us, and we, we cannot create them. We can only choose to embody them and to let them flow through us. We can choose to be aligned with the divine itself by being all those issues of loving and compassion and healing and community and, and self-loving and nurturing, all of those. That is, to, Those are all to be aligned with the divine itself, and we, by doing that, are the expression of the divine right here on the planet. These energies are within us. They are there right now. All we need to do is clear the way to let our light shine. And that's exactly what Yeshua meant when he said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine. Let the divine within you shine forth in all of these ways. It took me a long time to understand all that. But my friends, it's true. The energies within are there. We can clear the way, remove the blocks, own the shadow, transform, and grow. We are the divine in human form. How else would the divine love other people unless he uses you to love or me to love? That's where it's at. Once we understand this reality, everything changes for the good, and we become more and more like living examples of the divine in human form. How else could it be? As we step beyond guilt and shame and remorse and fear and the torment of not being good enough, our most beautiful self begins to emerge. And this is a lifetime of delightful journey. This is it. All the inner healing that we need comes to us as we embody the energies of the divine within. So what is it that keeps us from being more divine in human form, being more like that? Is it not our fears? Is it not all the things that we cling to because we believe the lies of religion that we're so bad and we have to keep confessing and confessing this thing called sin over and over again? <laughs> you can let that go, folks. You don't need to confess your sins to anyone. You just need to say, I'm not sinful. I make mistakes. Remember the show on celebrating our mistakes. Go back and listen to that if you want to get a, a, the bigger picture. But we attach ourselves to things around us that help us forget about the struggle that we're going through. We attach ourselves to over and over to, to things that help us forget, the things that help us 
move, uh, just you know, sort of move aside and, and not have to focus on a painful situation for right now. But it's the addictions and the attachments that become so normal in our lives sometimes that instead of knowing who we are, we use addictions and attachments to cover things up. We use them to focus on and, and temporarily relieve the pain instead of stepping into them and discovering our most beautiful self. So, let's look at addictions and attachments for a few minutes. Addictions can be food, sugar, cigarettes, prescriptions, uh, television, alcohol, and more and more of anything is an addiction. I got to have more, got to have more. But we usually have to have more because we're trying to forget something. We're trying to get away from some kind of pain or difficulty that's deep inside of us. Addictions are always there to cover up. But what can we do about it? Whatever it is that temporarily takes us away from our pain and makes us feel better about what is uncomfortable and just won't go away, those things can become addictions. As long as we don't deal with the root causes, we risk being addicted to something that feels good. And if we need a therapist to help us sort that out, please, please do that. I have a quote in a few minutes uh, from a therapist friend of mine about addictions and attachments. But attachments are also part of our life. What, we can be attached to a car we drive, a boat, money, a house, clothes, and so much more. But our attachments are usually more about possessions of some sort. But, uh, attachments to other people's opinions about who we are. We Sometimes we are attached to outcomes in our lives where we're trying to control our own destiny. Oh, I struggle with that one sometimes. <laughs> and yet, we're attached to what could be or might be. Instead of relaxing into the divine energy and saying, thank you for showing me how to take the next step. Thank you for what's developing in my life. But I choose to not be attached to make it happen in a certain way. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, I do struggle with that sometimes. So we have an attachment to con controlling something or someone. We have an agenda. And every person that has an agenda, we've all experienced that. That agenda is always about control. We sometimes have an attachment to how we affect other people. We want to please them, as I mentioned earlier. Or we're attached to having zero change or as little change as possible because change is threatening. We have an attachment to not changing. Wow, what's that all about? Is it because we fear the unknown? Oh, yes, so many times that is the case. But we have an attachment to survival here on a temporary planet. Wow, how do we survive on something that's temporary? And what does survival mean? The attachment to survival results in a lost perspective. Sometimes we're attached to me, 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 and all that that means. Sometimes people are attached to hatred where today we're seeing, I have the right in my religion to have, the, I have the right to discriminate. I have the right to bully other people. I have the right to be a total jerk because of my religion. That's what they're really saying. Or they're attached to beliefs because my beliefs are better than your beliefs. And on and on it goes. Sometimes we're attached to safety. Oh, there's a good one. But really, safety? In a temporary life, we're Death is the only way that we're going to get out of here. 
<laughs> Have we really thought about that? And so many times our attachment is an attachment to fear. How many of these are directly, are directly tied to religion itself? Probably every one of them. Whatever takes away an accurate self-perspective or takes away our awareness of who we are or takes away our identification of who we are are all attachments. We've got to take another break. I'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Okay, so we're talking about attachments. So often what we're attached to is anything that will take away our our having to focus on something that's causing us pain or struggle inside. Anything that can give us relief from what we don't like that's, is, that's happening. Something in our life, something that, some pain, some issue deep inside that we're, we're wrestling with, we don't know what to do about it, so we find it easy to attach to any one of those things on that list and thereby be able to forget it for a little while, but it doesn't last. Perhaps the difference between all this is, is how much con- control something else has over us and our choices. When I've just got to have something, what is that covering up? When something dictates our behavior most of the time, is that an addiction or an attachment? My good friend Chuck Gerlach from Central Ohio, a therapist and a great friend, sent me the statement when I asked him as a therapist what is his opinion about this. Is it our addictions and attachments the same? And I quote from Chuck, starting with this, With unconditional love at the core, 
by which we are ultimately defined as spiritual beings and having an experience, then any attachment that distracts us from expressing ourselves unconditionally loving of another human, such as the socio-political situation that inflicts injustice onto others, or a predetermined belief maintained to assure the self to always be right. The attachment is ultimately self-destructive. The attachment to beliefs such as personal survival, the one true way to God, or a belief in a political entity as possessing truth for everyone to believe, all serve to posture a person against others who do not agree, thereby negating the very possibility of being loving to them. End of quote. And Chuck talked about the difference between addictions and attachments, and so many times there just isn't that much a difference. It maybe depends on the degree or intensity that we're hanging on to something. But he went on to say this, and I quote, An addiction is certainly an attachment to an idea, an object, a drug, a person, an activity such as exercise, etc., a passion, each compelling the person to get a good feeling fix by indulging in such, and being helplessly compelled to have the emotional satisfaction that always comes by using them. The attachment is not only the activity to the belief, but that one has to have whatever in order to cope with life. The addictive aspect of an attachment lies in the relentless demand for the emotional satisfaction, no delay of gratification for future gain. End of quote. We just have to wake up sometime and realize that whether we call it addictions or whether we call them attachments, all of these issues are simply substitutes or excuses for not dealing with our own self inside. My friends, no matter what it is that's there for you to uncover, no matter what it is, remember the beauty in your shadow is knowing who you are. The beauty is saying, yes, that's part of me, and I choose to remove that. I choose to replace it with this. And we talked a lot about that in some past shows. We have beautiful, powerful work to do. We do not have to be afraid of who we truly are. We get to choose. We get to define who we are. And one last paragraph, a quote from my friend Chuck. He says this, Most problematic in relationships is the attachment to need for control, for dominance, to being right, to having the relationship, even when the other person is pleading for release. In relationships, the difference between wants and needs become critical. Just as on a pure spiritual level there is no right or wrong, the same is true for needs. There are none because actual survival is a a need attachment that will ultimately run contrary to loving unconditionally. What we consider wants are okay, so long as they do not lapse into the need or demand to have them category a forerunner to addiction, which is most noticeable in people who relentlessly pursue financial security, which is the biggest illusion of all. End of quote. So, have you ever made a list of what you might be addicted to? Have you ever made a list of what you just can't do without, what you're strongly attached to and cannot let go? I would encourage you to sit down and make that list. There's only one way to be free from all addictions and attachments, and that is to learn to choose to go within. Prioritizing our internals and living free 
Because when we go inside, that is the closest and surest path to being free. We can all use externals and their, uh, their torment to encourage us to focus on the internal. And that's something I encourage you to do. When something's really bugging you and we tempted to attach to something ex- external to ourselves, look at that issue and say, how can I take that and lead that? how can I let that lead me to deep inside and deal with the issue that's there? There's nothing quite as powerful to help us choose the internals as we see when we're frustrated with the experience of it being attached to externals. Buddha said, the root of suffering is attachment. Helen Keller said, and I love this quote, I've heard it so many times, but she said, you know, as you know, she was born uh, deaf and blind and and not able to to really have any sensory perceptions, uh, hardly at all, but most of all, blind and not able to hear. But she said this, quote, security is mostly superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is not safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. So, we just have a couple minutes left, and I want to assure you that in the very few weeks, just a couple weeks to come or so, I'm not sure just how far out it is, but I'm going to be talking to you about the three most powerful elements of Yeshua's teaching. The unconditional love, the sacred breath, and more about the kingdom or queendom within. Remember this, is it intuition or intellect? Left brain or right brain, mind or heart? We can use our brains to think our way through life, or we can develop our intuition and learn to listen to and hear the voice of the divine deep within. We're all very commonly aware of listening to the silent voice of the ego, but my friends, There is much, much more than listening to the ego. Religion focuses on right brain and the five senses, while spirituality focuses on what is within, the intuition of our heart and our soul. What is it that you want? The biggest lie that we've been taught is to depend on religion. The greatest truth that we can know is the divine is within you. Up in, in the coming weeks, I'm gonna, about two weeks away, three weeks away, I'm going to be talking about the 95 sins of the Christian church. I'm going to be talking about, on another show, the lies of patriarchal Christianity. Yes, I said that. Christianity has been lying to us in many ways for a long time, and I'm going to give details on every one of those issues. Then another show about the Bible, which is I call fairy tales about a fabricated God. That's a pretty powerful statement to make but I say it with all kinds of confidence and a degree of certainty. And I'll be sharing all those details with you so that you can have a more beautiful way to know how to choose for yourself. Remember this. I love the the words of Bette Midler and her song, The Rose. It touched me so many times when she said, It's the heart afraid of breaking that never learns to dance. It's the dream afraid of waking that never takes a chance. It's the one who won't be taken that cannot seem to give, and the soul afraid of dying that never learns to live. My friends, we're talking about going inside, claiming the internals, and I'll have much more to say about that in the weeks to come. So I close with this. Never look back and wonder what might have been, but always look forward to the possibilities of what you can yet 
become. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.